The Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. From push to same game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100 and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo, $57 SGPN gift card for every bingo hit. We're brought to you by SGPN's 57 Bets Challenge, $570 cash and a $570 gift card to the winner of the props contest. Get all of our contest info exclusively on the SGPN app. And if you're going out to Arizona for the big game, Make sure to check out our live show, which was about three hours ago at Ainsworth. <laughs> uh, but you could have you could have registered registered sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash big game. Welcome everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon time. In the northeast of England. Today is Thursday, um, the 8th of February. And we've got a full slate of Premier League games from Saturday lunchtime through to Monday night. And joining us as ever, uh, Mr. Barry Pernaluna. Lovely smooth start there in the intro, Baz. Nailed it, Malcolm. Well done. Thank you very much. What's happening? Uh, what's happening? I'm a bit late tonight, aren't I? I know. Oh, because I'm late. Not you could time. have, um, you could have omitted the word tonight, there, Baz, from that sentence. I think. I mean, you can moan all you like, Malcolm, but the last. I did. Yes, podcasts, you brought it up. The last two podcasts, you've you've asked me to get on two hours, three hours early because of your toxic testicles, and fucking, you know, I I go above and beyond to help you out. And then here I am, you know, 20 minutes later than usual, getting all the grief like. Baz, Baz, Baz. If there's a definition of above and beyond, I think me sitting here with an open wound in my nudges, draining into a bowl while I pick fucking bets out is a little bit above you picking your last up so she doesn't have to get the bus home. Just yeah, on the scale yeah. of important things, like the other, the other half has been out tonight, whining and dining. She finished work at three o'clock. This is on a school night as well. You know? On a Thursday, finished work three o'clock. Animal. straight in the bar, cocktails, wine, food on it, and uh, yeah, I had to go and uh, go and give her a lift home. You know, help help out. I can't complain because you know I'm away all weekend on for the Super Bowl shenanigans. So yeah, that is very true. Um, yeah, well, well, I think on the uh, subject you've brought up, the testicles, hopefully, Baz, this might be the last we have to speak of them. They appear to be on the mend. Take it off. No, no, I'm, I'm going to... No, I will remain an entire uh, a stallion, um, a stud, if you will. But, um, yes, I think we can put that one to bed, hopefully. Uh, fingers crossed there'll be no more uh, testicular chat. Um, I suppose the big news uh, locally... In the week, Baz has been the old clamour for Wembley tickets, hasn't it? Uh, yeah. Newcastle released their Wembley tickets in instalments for various levels of loyalty. Um, I was in level three, managed to get logged on the other day uh, with me dad and got a couple of tickets. Um, you're a bit up in the air, aren't you? I think you're 
possibly uh, I, screwed. Yeah, I, I wrapped my season ticket in when I moved to Nottingham several years ago, so I'm a long way down any queue. So not expecting to get a ticket. If one happens to crop up, I'm happy to pay good money for it. So you never know. If any of our listeners are at a loose end and, and go, whatever, can't make it for any reason. Very unlikely, but yes, I am definitely expecting <laughs> uh, I won't get one. I'm obviously over the moon to be going, but uh, and, and my dad initially said he, he he was thinking twice about going because he's not been in great health. But yeah, now he was he was poorly during lockdown, etc. But I said, listen, I'll take you. I'll drive you down. I'll take you. His mates as well. There's two of them uh, pensioners. My dad's big Al. Then there's little Al and Ron. I said, I'll take you all and I'll chaperone you. Uh, babysit them through the whole weekend, you know, so they'll be all right and I'll be on hand if anything terrible happens. But um, So I'm doing a nice thing, but they're already doing me head in bad, honestly, trying to sort out these old looks. My dad came round on Thursday, uh, Sunday morning and he said, oh, Ron gave us this for you and he get in, out of his pocket, gets an envelope. Sorry, right, okay. Um, opens the envelope. Inside the envelope, four pieces of A4 paper, sellotaped together, Buzz. Uh, with a map of where to pick Ron up from, right? <laughs> so <laughs> this thing's like it looks like Churchill's carrying it around like this fucking thing's about nine square foot. This map, um, and it's got highlighted bits, it's got arrows, it's got bits coming on and going that way. Now Ron lives in Catterick, Catterick Garrison. Uh, you know it if people do it. It's a little uh, sort of military town, little garrison just off the A1, uh, about forty minutes south of here. Um, and it's not difficult to find. And so I said to Father, just give us the postcode. Like, you know what I mean? If you could give me the postcode. Oh, equally. So on the map, it says, Ron will meet you here. Great big circle and a highlighted bit. And he's basically the. You come off the A1 and there's a little road, runs alongside the race course. You'll know it. The, the, yeah. the white railings of the race course. And there's a little garage there, a little petrol garage. And that's where Ron's meeting with. So again... I've now given you all the information. You can go and meet Ron if you wanted, Baz, now. Yeah, no yeah, problem. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. With <laughs> This map's incredible. Like, I'll, uh, I'll try and fetch it out next week. It's what, what a thing, man. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to the old blokes. Um, old blokes, the output there. Ron's map was a good thing. Oh, man. Uh, so, this week, we've got a full slate. Uh, no Friday night games. I've got quite used to Friday night football. It's been quite yeah. good. Um, when you're sort of finishing work and wrapping stuff up on a Friday if there's a Premier League game um, but we go Saturday lunchtime through to Monday night we're including Monday night because as Baz said there'll be no show on Sunday because there'll be 17 cans deep uh, watching the um, NFL from Phoenix Arizona um, and just a little review really first up uh, before we get into the stuff that happened this week Baz and on Tuesday night um, you took us to the FA Cup. You had two winners. <laughs> yes. You had, oh, you had two winners. Yeah, two winners. Uh, the all-count bars. I mean, you were doing a bit of luck, weren't you? Well, you know, the game's not over at Latova. So, um, yeah, we've done all right midweek, haven't we, between us? Yeah, we have. Uh, the two FA Cup picks. I took um, Burnley to beat Ipswich. We're, we're just a smidgen short of evens. Um, they left it very late on. 1-1 one, one until the 95th minute or something like that when Burnley popped up with a winner. Uh, so that was welcome. And then I took uh, Sheffield United in the Asian Handicap. Uh, and that was 1-1, very late on, about 90th minute, still 1-1. Was that on the Handicap as well? It was a Handicap. It was a Fucking hell, that's shameless. So when they went ahead, it was uh, that would have been a push. And I was thinking, I've got out of it, that's fine, I'll take a push here. Yeah. Uh, and then they went and got a 
3-1 victory, 96th minute again. So two very late ones, but two from two. <laughs> um, and a decent little double. I paid just over three to one for the double on them. That's um, nice. That uh, gets you. Nice return. Gets you back in track. And I bet you that uh, that's enabled you to fill your lungs, Baz, ready for this weekend as well. Because undoubtedly, you know what it's like being a gambler. It's like the um, self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? If you if you feeling the pressure of not having picked a couple of winners, you know, you'd be you'd be beads of sweat running down your brow as you were going through these. But you're now on the back of two winners, uh, yeah. and you can approach this with a little bit more freedom. Like um, Wednesday night, there was the only prem game of the week. Uh, Manchester United 2, Leeds United 2. Uh, really good game of football. This it was quite a lot of watches in the Discord channel. Uh, we're watching along. I think everybody enjoyed it. Um, this was on the back of um, Jesse Marsh uh, getting the sack as well by Leeds. So they had a... Uh, still haven't got a manager in place yet. The assistant manager took over. But Leeds just played like they always play. And this was... I was absolutely delighted with my handicap on this because... I said I would give Leeds one more chance because I backed them a few times recently. They were my dog um, of the day last week. I weighed Forrest and got beat. And the, the actual pick was uh, Leeds United to score first. Uh, and they scored after 54 seconds. Like I was like, okay, next, what are we going to bet on for the next 89 minutes? Um, and then they went 2-0 up. And then after that, I was purely from a supporter's point of view, hoping that they hung on uh, just to keep Manchester United a little bit away from us. Um, but yeah, Man United came back and it could have been anything. Both teams who just went at it like absolutely hammering tongs. Um, I mean, if Leeds had done that at Forest last week, Leeds played exactly the same. They made the same amount of chances, the same amount of clear chances as they had at Forest last week. And somehow, they, they see, I feel like they wasted those goals at Man United. They should have scored a couple against Forest and a couple the week before. And then they could have had six points and thrown the Man United game. As it happens, they played well at Man United and they got one point to show for it. But um, I'll absolutely be keeping Leeds on side, I think, after that. Because to me, like, are Man United a team capable of turning in a poor result like that? And I thought absolutely they were. And on the flip side, are Leeds capable of putting it together and going and winning anywhere? And I think they are, like... That any given day, I think Leeds are capable of going and doing something. I know, obviously, they got paid back to 2 too. But they're capable of pulling off something big. So I'll be keeping Leeds on side and um, I'll be sniffing around their bets. But um, it was a great game, Brad. Yeah, I mean, I took a handicap, Man United. And, and to be fair, I, I picked that before the managerial change. And as we've seen last week, with Daesh, doesn't it? It can just rejuvenate a team and suddenly uh, change things a bit. So I did fancy Man United just because the home form was so good. They were scoring by, you know, winning by a couple or more in most of their home victories. Um, but at the same time, I, I was happy to see Man United drop points from from my point of view. Uh, just wasn't to be on the betting side for me. But yeah, good game. And we've got it all again this weekend because they play each other again. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, that makes it sort of really, really interesting we'll to handicap. Back to that soon, yeah. Um, so yeah, full state of games to get to. I'll tell you about WinBet, the official online sports of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Uh, active in a bunch of states and tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays. Um, the WinBet's Build Your Own Bet feature. Uh, the big game here on Sunday, WinBet has you covered. Uh, great promos, odds, and payouts happening right now at WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up to receive a special offer. Bet $100 and get $100, limited to state availability. If you hit the biggest long shot parley of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. 
Loads of cheese from head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet. So they know that Baz and me sent you sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where free winbet is available. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I will not read out the fact that there was a live show three hours ago in Phoenix, Arizona. Did look good though. Uh, Sean and Ryan, I think it was Katie Mox, the uh, Niners fan, uh, was on the panel as well, live in the studio, looked uh, looked good. Um, the app is the place for a couple of free competitions as well. Uh, big game bingo card, all your big game prop bets are on there. If you get a bingo, you'll win a $57 gift card for the merch store. Um, the You need to be subscribed to... SGPN and the NFL Gambling Podcast on YouTube for that one. And then the SGPN 57 Bets Challenge in honour of the big game. It's a prop bet contest. Make your pick for 57 different props. Winner gets $570 cash and $570 gift card. Man, that's an incredible prize in the SGPN store. All our contests are free to play and exclusively on the SGPN app. Right, you you happy to get into it, Baz? Anything you need to tell us before we... Let's go, okay. Let's just do so, Saturday for. lunchtime. What, what? What we're here for. It is what we're here for, you're right. Like, there's no two ways about it, but... Um, lunchtime, kick-off, Saturday, the 11th of February, 12.30 UK time, 7.30 Eastern time. London derby between West Ham United and Chelsea. West Ham are 23-10 to 10 favourites, plus 2.30. The draw... Is twenty three to ten plus two thirty. Did I say favourites? Not favourites at all. Uh, Chelsea are five to four minus one twenty five. Um, straight away, Baz. When I open this up and I put the page up and I've got all ten games listed in front of me before I go in, there was like three games that just jumped off the page to me that I didn't really have to look into very much. Yeah. Just that I'm going to bet that, and I think you probably know where I'm going. You could probably. Uh, give me the probably others the as well. Place. Probably the exact same place I'm going. Um. I just say, if you look at how each team are playing currently and my perception of them, that's how I came to these three. And I'll point them out as we go along. But this is absolutely one of them. West Ham did okay Newcastle last week. They were in the game. Um, they beat Everton at home the week before that. Um, I faded Chelsea last week. And I've got to fade them again for the exact same reasons. Nothing's changed than when I faded them at home to Hull. Uh, at home to Fulham last Friday night. Um I don't know what team he's going to put out. I don't know what performance level I can expect from them. Um, so I think regardless of whatever this result is on Saturday, I think the correct bet, even if it get, goes wrong, even if Chelsea win 4-0, the correct bet has to be West Ham to win Baz at 23-10. to 10. Uh, So that'll be my play. Ah, interesting. I wasn't expecting that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've been, I, I don't, don't dislike it. There have been some green shoots of recovery from West Ham lately, haven't they? They beat Everton, followed it up with a comfortable win versus an informed derby side in the Cup. And then a 1-1 draw away to Newcastle, which they celebrated like it was a win, um, which is a sign of how far we've come when, when teams like that are happy with their, their point at St James's. But no, I think most teams, to be fair, would be happy with the point that St James is this season. So you can see why that was a good result for them. Uh, so potentially they've turned the corner. Um, I do still just think that they're a team that's going to struggle to find goals. Um, and Chelsea are doing all right defensively at the moment. Chelsea equally not scoring many. But they have come off the back of uh, three clean sheets on the bounce here. Um, so 
Back to back nil nils for Chelsea. Uh, they won one nil v Palace prior to that. Um, they've only scored two in the last five games, um, and I just feel like the neither team or fill me with any confidence scoring wise. Um, West Ham have gone unders in five of the last seven. Chelsea have gone under two point five in six of their last seven. Everything points with being low scoring. Um, so West Ham might well nick it nil uh, one nil. I wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't put anyone off a of a nil nil again here. I think it'll be low scoring. It's a short price, four to six, uh, but under two point five goals is the pick for me here. Just looks an easy. Yeah, that's absolutely a, a system play, Baz. If it, I mean, I, I kind of gut handicapped that one. Like the minute my eyes alighted upon those odds, I knew what my pick was going to be. If you look through it. The one that jumps off the page is the unders. Like you just look through yeah, recent trends. It is a little bit short, but I think it's fair. It's a fair price uh, given the four respective forms of the teams and and how they're playing. Okay, we move on to the three o'clock kickoffs, of which there is five on Saturday afternoon, and um, this is ten a.m. Eastern time. And the first one is Arsenal against Brentford, where Arsenal are two to five uh, minus two fifty. The doors are four to one. Brentford thirteen to two plus six fifty. Baz Arsenal Brentford. Yeah, so high-flying Arsenal are in uncharted territory this season. It's the first time they've suffered back-to-back defeats. Um, so 1-0 defeats to Everton and Man City. Man City game coming in the Cup uh, and Everton in the league last week. Um, but before that, they had won five of six with decent wins against Man United, Spurs, Brighton. So they were in you know really, really good form. But two, you know, two two defeats in a row might might leave a little question mark. Is it the start of an Arsenal slump? I know after the World Cup, I was sort of fading Arsenal a little bit, thinking they might come back and not quite hit the same levels as they did pre World Cup. And I proved to be wrong there because they have been playing really, really well. Um, so the evidence isn't compelling that they're they're in a in a slump as such. You know, you lose a tight one against Man City in the cup; it's not a huge concern for them. And then they probably come up against Everton at the worst possible time with a new manager coming in. Um, but at the same time, you, you could argue that they aren't coming up against Brentford at the best time either. Uh, Brentford are unbeaten in nine in the league. That includes wins against Liverpool and Man City. Uh, they're a team who don't fear anyone. And we're no longer surprised when they do pull off these big results in big games. Um, so while I'm not suggesting this will necessarily be the start of an Arsenal collapse. I do think Brentford might get something here given the current form. Um and I think the draw is a good price at four to one. Although there hasn't been a draw in any of the recent matchups between the two sides. Um bit of a mixed mixed bag. Brentford are making a game of a lot of these these big games. Um so maybe this is the week for a draw in between these two. It's four to one, it's a big price. Um I did consider Double chance, Brentford. Um, <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Um, and decided, I'm, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced Brentford will win it, but I think they can get something. And I feel the four to one is is better value for the draw than the seven to four you would get for taking Brentford and the draw. Uh, so that's the pick. Well, Baz, I think exactly the same. I came into this wanting to talk myself into Brentford, but their away form is great. If they've only won two. Yeah. For ten away from home, drawn five, and lost three. Um, I think this would have been a much more interesting game if Manchester City had won last week because Arsenal got away with it. Like you, you would have seen how they were going to react to the wobble, and then they were gifted another life by Manchester City yeah. uh, last week. So this is a big game for them because uh, Manchester City don't play till Sunday, so Arsenal can 
can sort of reaffirm the, their their mentality and their metal by getting a win here. Um, but Brentford in great form, like the. They can, I think they can cause some problems. They've tightened up at the back as well. They've kept four clean sheets in the last five games, Brentford. Not something that you kind of associate with them. Um, I think Arsenal will continue to wobble. My pick, Baz, is the draw at 4-1. Um, it's a team ride. Like you say, I'm looks at putting Brentford in as a dog. I'm not afraid of putting the big dogs in. Uh, but it's just that they're away form. Um, but yeah, this could be... Maybe a nil-nil or a one-one, possibly. I think, uh, but yeah, I'm absolutely going to co-sign that pass. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've got much to say about. I went in looking, looking at Brentford, thinking, do, do I take Brentford here? Uh, but like you, I think, I think it draws a fair sort of middle thing. If we, if we fancy an Arsenal to, to maybe have a difficult game. Yeah, like it. Let's go. Excellent. Uh, we crack on more three pm stuff. Uh, Crystal Palace against Brighton. Uh, Crystal Palace are oh, the home puppies, eleven to four plus two seventy five. The draws at five to two plus two fifty, and Brighton are even money plus one hundred. Uh, Crystal Palace have only had one win since the restart after Christmas, um, and that was against Bournemouth. Um, the key to happen to handicapping Crystal Palace, however, is their home form. I think you just have to take the. That is a separate thing to their away form. And they've got the nil-nil with Newcastle and 1-1 with Man United. Both games at the kind of ground-out results games that they never really looked like winning, uh, but they hung on against Newcastle and then scored late against Man United as well. Um, Brighton are flying, on the other hand. Four wins in five. But even money's too short for Brighton. You can't take them. As much as they're on the crest of a wave playing well, um, I think Palace are going to nick a result here. Um, three of the last four games between these two teams has been a one-all draw. Um, so if I was going to pick a side here, I'd pick the draw at plus 250. But I've actually come down on another market, Baz. I messaged you this afternoon um, about the potential ladder. Uh, so I think we're going to get up uh, Malas Ladders this afternoon. Malas Ladders. Malas Ladders. And it's on the cards because this is, as head scratches it seems, quite a, a hotly contested derby game. Uh, even though they're yeah, probably I've, I've never liked this one. It's a weird one, isn't it? it? It just doesn't, you know, Brighton on in London, Palace are in London, how can it be a derby? But, yeah. Well, all the London teams have their own derby. And then Crystal Palace is kind of, it's in Croydon, which is a little suburb, South London, and Brighton's down on the South Coast, about, it's probably about 40 or 50 miles away, isn't it? But it's 100% a derby. I mean, the two fans, if you ask them, who the most hated rival is. I read a report last night that referred to Man United versus Leeds as a derby game. Oh, you can't have that. No, anyway, that's ridiculous. It's a, a rivalry game. game. Not, yeah. It's not a derby game, definitely not. No, of course not. Not when there's a team in the city that shares the name. What, what, what's the ladder here, Mark? Well, yeah, they're just going to kick shit out of each other. Palace are big and strong and a bit raggy. They're a bit whingy, Palace. They tend to pick their cars up. Will Zaha having a moan and stuff like that. Um, and Brighton have got loads of sneaky South Americans, you know, a couple of dirty Argentinians, etc. So I think we're going up the ladder with a card. So the line's at oh four and a half. It's our starting point, minus one ten. And then we're going over five, it's seven to four. Over six is seven to two. Over seven is seven to one. Over eight is fourteen to one. Bosh. Uh, we get nine cards in, Baz. Uh, fourteen to one winner. Easy. Right. Um like it, uh, you know, we all, all love a ladder, and I know a few people in the Discord have been waiting. <laughs> we all love a ladder. ladder. I haven't got one this week, so Baza's ladders is this week. Miles ladders. Hey. We'll, see, we'll see how we do. Um, 
gone a different way. Palace, uh, I, I don't like at all. They're currently on a six-game winless streak. Uh, only one win in nine, as you mentioned. Um, and as you say, it was against Bournemouth. They've had a tough run of games since that Bournemouth win. And it was something I pointed out at the time. You might remember I said after the World Cup, Palace are in good form. They've won a load of games, but they haven't played anyone in the top half of the league at all. Yeah. I pointed out they had games coming up against Man United, Chelsea, Spurs, Newcastle. Loads of really, really tough games. So they are on a on a grim run. But at the same time, as I say, they've played Man United twice. with Chelsea, Spurs, Newcastle. Um, so... I did think that they'd struggle in that, and I, I, it hasn't surprised me at all. Um, as you say, one win, just the one win in nine. And you're looking at Brighton coming into this in the exact opposite form, just one defeat in eight. Um, and where Palace's only win came against bottom of the league, Brighton's only defeat in that eight run came against top of the league. So they're almost exact opposites here, the form line. Um, they let me down a little bit lately with just not taking the chances. They're creating enough. Um, but I mm-hmm. took them against Leicester when they drew 2-2 and they should have walked away with that one, should have won 4-5-2. Won and I needed them to score two or more last week against Bournemouth, a game that finished 1-0. Um, and I needed the second goal, it didn't come. But again, they created more than enough chances to do that. Um, so I'm going back to the well here with Brighton to score two or more at 11-10. <laughs> before the 1-0 game against Bournemouth, Marlon, it hit seven games in a row for Brighton before before that one. And it's plus money, 11-10. They're creating goals. I'm, I'm happy with that. I mean, you, you talk about Palace's form. The home form, they still haven't got a win in five, the last five at home. Yeah. Southampton put two past them. Spurs put four past them. Fulham put three past them. Two games since, fair enough, Newcastle didn't score, Man would only come away with a 1-1. But there's still three fixtures there in, in very recent times. Um, well, you know, Fulham scoring three, Southampton scoring two. Shows there's, there'll be opportunities to get at Palace and put put goals past them. Uh, so 11 to 10, I, I think, is a, a decent price to go back in at Brighton um, to back them, to carry on the good form. Um, and we'll see see how it goes this week. Okie doke. Um, as long as they all kick shout out of each other, um, yeah. we get up the ladder, Baz. You can have your two goals, no worries. Um, next up is Fulham against Nottingham Forest. Fulham are 9 to 10. Favourites at all, minus 111. The draw is at 5 to 2, plus 250. And Forest are sixteen to five, plus three twenty bars over to you. Uh, no win in the last three in the league for Fulham, so they've gone off the boil a little bit. They did get a decent draw um, against Chelsea um, prior to that. One goal defeats to Spurs and Newcastle. So only two goals in total in the last three games. I've had two nil nils against Newcastle. Uh, sorry. They had a nil-nil, sorry, with Chelsea, didn't they? I'm a one-nil defeat to Spurs and Newcastle. So the games have only had two goals in total. Fulham haven't scored in the last three. Um, Forrest have turned a bit of a corner now, haven't they? Unbeaten in five league games. I know you've got them down to be relegated after your relegation chat last week. So you're probably, uh, you know, hoping hoping this goes against them this weekend because it's probably an important one for your uh, relegation odds. Um, Unbeaten in five league games. Although their away form is still a bit ropey. They've only got one league win all season. That came quite recently against Southampton. So I thought it was quite a tricky one to pick a winner with Forrest starting to become a little bit more difficult to beat. Uh, so I've went down the goals route again here. Uh, it's five in a row, hitting the under 2.5 in league games for Forrest. Uh, we know the struggle to take their chances, particularly on the road. Fulham without a league goal in three games in a row. 
just everything again. It's very similar to the uh, the earlier game, Palace West Ham. I just everything pointed to the unders, and I expect it'll be a little bit shorter than it was. It's available at four to five, uh, and I think that's a fair price for the under two point five here. It, it just Ooh, hits all the time in Forest games. It's you know, yeah, take that. Yeah, well, if they're going to uh, insist on ruling Chris Wood. Um, who is made of wood as we established last week oh, then yeah that's going to be under this was another uh, quickie for me Baz glanced at this um, I think Fulham are still playing okay um, they held Chelsea and actually um, it was a nil-nil but it was a decent one Fulham did enough going forward they looked good going forward against Sunderland in the cup last night they were great in the first half then brought on a couple of the better players Mitrovic and uh, Paulinia came on at half-time. I thought Forrest were lucky against Leeds last week, man. I'm still not buying them. The road form is really poor. Fulham's a great price here, 9-10. to 10. I think Fulham are a considerably better team than Nottingham Forest and they're at home and you're getting nearly even money. Um, I didn't have to look past that first page and that first um, price. So give me Fulham on the money line at 9-10. to 10. Uh, Next up we have... Uh, Leicester City against Tottenham Hotspur, where Leicester City are the 23-10 favourites. Why do I keep saying favourites when they're not favourites? 23-10 to 10, uh, outsiders, plus 230. The draw is 13-5, to 5, plus 260. Tottenham are the favourites at 15-13, to 13, uh, plus 115. Um, Leicester got a much-needed win at Aston Villa uh, last week, turned them over 3-2. Um, Spurs beat Manchester City and I've got no idea what to make of that win at all um, I mean yeah, just don't know what to do it's, I'm not good enough to, to work that out so don't ask um, for me handicapping this game there was two really important things two keys to this game one James Madison back for Leicester if they, Leicester are going to win a game James Madison has to be involved he was back last week he did stuff scored goals Um the second one is that Romero suspended for Tottenham, picked up two yellows. Baz got him sent off last week at 22 to 1. Um, Romero suspended. And he's been a really important player. Now, I still don't trust Spurs, even a little bit. Um, Leicester, with Madison, are capable of winning a game. Uh, Leicester at home, 23 to 10, plus 230 on the money line. I will take the Foxes, Baz. How many goals are they going to score? They'll win 2 1. Oh, they're going to need more than two to win here. Anyway, uh, oh, Spurs team total, Buzz. I'll write it down. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, I'll tell you how I've got there. Um, yeah, so Leicester went and won a game last week, and for the first time in what seems like an eternity, I can't remember how long it is, but it, it was certainly before the World Cup uh, when they last got a win. I took Villa last weekend, uh, but I did say in the analysis of that game that the return of Madison would be a big boost, uh, and he did have an impact. He got the ball rolling with the first goal. Although it was Ian Acho on it, who was the man of the match with two goals and an assist last week. Um, they were his first goals of the season, Ian Acho's. And he's played quite a few games for them. Uh, and I think Leicester really need one of their strikers to find some form doing that. I was looking, Ian Acho, Vardy and Dakar have got six goals between them this season uh, from three strikers. That's, that's just not good enough. So they are going to need to pull their finger out. I mean, prior to that win, it was no win in five in the league. Um, and they'd only scored three goals in that time, so they're not scoring a load of goals. But it, I did write down here, it's no coincidence that Madison didn't start any of those five games. So his return will be pivotal to their fortunes. I get that. Um, back-to-back league wins for Spurs and back-to-back clean sheets. Um, 
do have to caveat that with the fact they've lost Loris for six to eight weeks. To That's injury. not a loss. He's an absolute cretin. I've, I've got down here. I know we've hammered him a few times in the past, but he's better than Fraser Forster. Um, and in, in, in very recent times, he's actually been playing quite well. Um, no. I, I think Spurs will miss him. He's shy, Fraser Forster isn't, isn't very good. Um, <laughs> I've got you. I really don't know what to make of this one. I heard a Spurs fan on the radio today and he hit the nail on the head a bit. He, he said he suffered from bipolar, and he said it was almost like suffering it twice being a Spurs fan. <laughs> um, because it's very much the same. You know, it's one extreme to the other all the time. Uh, a team who can beat anyone on the day as they did against Man City, but a team who are also capable of going to Leicester this weekend and putting in a shocker and getting beat. Um, and without it being a huge shock, if that was the case. So they are hard to, to predict. Um, so so where have I gone? Um Leicester, even in victory last week, did concede two against Villa, as they did against Brighton, Forest, Liverpool, Newcastle, all since the World Cup. Um, they did it twice against Newcastle during the Cup as well. So else they may have had an upturn in fortunes at one end, and, and, and you know they might start scoring more goals with a, a reintroduction of Madison. Um, I'm just going to take them to keep leaking at the other end. Spurs to score two or more, 10 to 11. Um, it's a bet that Spurs have hit more often than not this season. Um, as I say, they haven't been as consistent with that lately. But Leicester's form leads me to the fact that they can, they can leak plenty of goals and uh, I'll take that at, at close enough to even money. Yeah, fair enough. I think the 2-2 draw is very much in play here, Baz, uh, yeah. which would which would cash your pick. Uh, the final three o'clock kick-off is Southampton against Wolves. Southampton 19-10, plus 190. The draws at 11-5, plus 220. And Wolves are 14-9. Plus one fifty five. Um, I'm out on Southampton. They are on the nor'easter. Um, it was a pathetic performance last week. Um, who did they get humped off? Brentford, maybe three nil. Yeah, three nil. Um, yeah, terrible performance. And then Nathan Jones went full on stone bonk and Raj in his press conference. Um, I have no idea what any of that was. There's a really good um, little clip of. Uh, so someone's in. I know what this is. Um, what Nathan Jones reminded me of, and it's just some mad bloke in his back garden going on about sharks. But it's really funny. Like I retweeted. I haven't told the story very well. I'll be honest with you. But if you have a look at it, it's really quite funny. Um, that was there was giant red flags waving for me, like all over the place. That players got down tools on him. Wolves are playing well. Um, great win last week against Liverpool um, and showing lots of element of control as well and that's the one thing I don't think Southampton have at the moment over anything um, it's Wolves on the money line for me Baz 14-9 plus 155 Right I, I didn't I didn't like this game this is one I, I, I least liked and, and struggled to, to find somewhere really uh, as you say it's a, it's a solitary league winning in six Premier League outs for Southampton coming against Villa um, you know, they've, they've, so they've, they're struggling to win games. They've also had, uh, you know, a couple of defeats in the Cup to Newcastle in that same stretch. I've got, I mean, you say Wolves are playing well, but they're all over the place in terms of any kind of form. And the last six games reads win, lose, draw, win, lose, win. Uh, that's in the league. They've got a couple of defeats in amongst that uh, Liverpool and Forest in the Cups as well. Um, so they are all over the place, really, and hard to hard to predict. I mean, I get why you're out on Southampton. I've, I've talked Southampton down for, for several weeks now um, and agree that they're in the right mess. 
Um, they need to start winning games soon if they can get out of trouble. I mean, they're, they're, they're fortunate enough at the moment where it's quite tightly bunched down there, um, but they could easily get cut adrift quite quickly if they don't pull a thing out. So, can they do so here? I, I don't know. I, I certainly wouldn't be back in Southampton to win anything at the moment. I looked at the goals again, and it, probably a bit of a surprise the way I've went. They've only scored 15 this season. Um, sorry, Wolves have only scored 15. I think both teams struggle to score, don't they? Wolves put three goals past Liverpool last week yeah. and, and scored 15 all season. That's 20% of their total in one, <laughs> one game. I mean, was it one half? Did they score? I don't know, they got a third in the second. No, the third was late on. Um, two up early only, on. only scored 15 all season. Southampton on much better. Uh, only scoring 17. And yet, the Overs has hit three of the last six games for Wolves and four of the last six for Southampton. So more than 50% of games recently are hitting the Overs. But as you would expect, with you know, respective forms and, and what have you, you'd expect the Unders is really, really short price here, a big favourite. Um, so I'm going the opposite way to, to the Bookies. The Bookies have got the Unders at 8-13, to 13, and I think there's a bit better mm. value on the Overs. Simply because the Overs has hit in a few times. You know, Wolves have shown that they could get a few goals last week. Um, the head-to-head between the two is is fairly um, all over the place. Uh, unders, Overs, Unders, Overs, Unders last time out. So this one goes over. Um, or maybe it won't. I really don't know. But at the odds, <laughs> I tell you, I couldn't pick a winner. So Stella handicap at this buzz. Yeah, I told you I hated this one. So I couldn't <laughs> pick a winner between them. And I looked at the goals and I understand why Unders is, is favourite, but it's too short at 8 to 13. So the overs at 13 to 10, uh, as I say, it's hit more than 50% of the time in the last six games for each team. Um, so 13 to 10, the overs is, is the punt for me. Right, but the last five minutes could have been summed up. It's a value play, Baz, is what you've done there. You've found a value play. I did uh, say in the last line, I think it offers a bit of better value. I should have just yeah, well, yeah. Uh, was, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, you could have eliminated that fucking diatribe where you said unders and overs 800 times. I will not. I don't have the uh, facilities for that, big man. Um, 5.30 kickoff. Uh, 12.30 Eastern time is Bournemouth against Newcastle United. Bournemouth are 11-2, home underdogs, plus 5.50. The draw is 3-1. Newcastle are 9-17, minus 188. Uh, Baz, was this any easier for you? It was all right, this one, yeah. I'm fine with this one. Bournemouth, Bournemouth's phone line's a shocker, isn't it? Seven defeats and a draw in all competitions. Uh, in the same period, Newcastle have just a single defeat in 11 games. That one came in the FA Cup versus Chef Wed with a second string lineup. Um, the Unders have landed in eight of those 11 Newcastle games since the World Cup and also in six of the eight Bournemouth games since the World Cup. Um, Titting all of the last three for Bournemouth. Uh, teams have played twice already this season. A 1-0 win for Newcastle in the Cup. And in the league, it was a 1-1 draw. So again, unders and unders. So everything points to the unders. And I expected it to be really, really short price for that reason. Um, and I think it's a decent price at four to five. It's not a pick for the game, but I was surprised to see it not not be a little bit shorter, to be honest, um, given the, the current form. But I think Newcastle are drawn too many games lately. Uh, and I really think this is one game where they really need to target getting back to winning ways, try and get a little bit of run going leading up to this cup final. 
And I think Newcastle will win here. They're, they're a fairly short price. Um, so pushing it a little bit. And although we've gone a bit quiet on the goals front lately, um, earlier in the season, these were the sort of games where Newcastle were racking up the goals. I'm thinking back to not, not that far back, Leicester 3-0 uh, before the World Cup. Put five past Brentford, four past Fulham, four past Southampton, four past Villa. Um, and I just think someone is going to get on the wrong side of one of those kind of games again against us. We are creating a lot of chances. We're not finishing them. But if we're going to get back to that, then who better to do it against than the worst form team in the league? So I'm taking Newcastle on the Asian handicap at just over evens, minus one. If we win by one, it's money back. But I think Newcastle are due one uh, and due a few goals in one, and, and this could be it. Um, I picked exactly the same thing, Baz. Um, well, I'll put my big boy, big boy pants on and pick Newcastle minus one and a half. It's six to four plus one fifty. But I was just, I was just pointing at my notes there as you. Were, as you were talking, I've written the same games down with the same scores that Southampton 4 1, Fulham 4 1, Leicester 3 0, all the games that you've mentioned. Bournemouth are done for me. Um, Gary O'Neill, I've no idea how he flipped his way into that job. The fans are done with him. Um, as much as it's a poxy little home support, they are absolutely done um, at home. Newcastle are strutting, strutting along, really, but without doing anything different. That's the thing, I think, Newcastle. We're not playing any different or any worse. Uh, obviously, missing Bruno a little bit. We could have beaten West Ham last week. Um, Wilson should have scored second half. So, again, as I talked about the Leeds-Man United game earlier on, do you think um, Bournemouth looked like throwing in a surprise result or performance at the minute? No. The answer is no. No, the, 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 I mean, the teams at the bottom who do. Go on, mate. They the, the seem to have felt they had a good performance against Brighton last week, didn't they? And they did hold Brighton till very Dude. late on. Brighton could have been five nil up though by then, couldn't they? But, but exactly, yeah. Brighton had a had a lot of chances as well, yeah. And again, do Newcastle look like at the moment, and I and I, I don't you know we we aren't losing many games. We you know there's so no. much defeat for us being that that Sheffield sort of second string team. Um and I, I don't see a defeat coming this week. I just think we will hit someone again for three or four uh, soon. You know, we, we do create enough chances. Whoever's up there, Isaac should be back this week. Should be a bonus, as you say. Bruno missing, be a bit of a bit of a blow, but yeah, like it, like your pick. Yeah. So, uh, like I say, the second part of that was: Do Newcastle look like throwing in a shocker? And they just don't. As much as they've been held a couple of times, they still don't look like throwing in going somewhere and losing 3-0, especially to this Bournemouth team who look least equipped out of anyone in the league to do anything to anybody. Um, so, as you said, Newcastle have done well in various spots away from home against poorer teams this year. So, um, yeah, back winning ways, maybe a 2-0 uh, for Newcastle, but minus one and a half at 6-4, plus 150. Uh, so that concludes Saturday. Uh, three games left here. We go to Sunday, two o'clock kickoff which is a 9am Eastern time kick-off between Leeds United and Manchester United, where Leeds are 11-4, to 4, plus 275. Doors 14-5, plus 280. Manchester United, 9-10, uh, minus 11. So, we saw this game 24 hours ago, Baz. Um, so, how, how do you handicap it? Um, Leeds, I thought, would be in the game. Uh, Manchester United are possibly vulnerable. Nothing's changed from that handicap at all. Um, it's going to be wide open. It was wide open last night. Both teams will go for it. Um, 
as much as I wanted to take leads and I've, I've put a few underdogs in, um, I didn't see why. I just wouldn't see another four goals. We saw four goals last night. We could have seen seven. Uh, I think we'll see another four goals. But as over three and a half is a plus 162, which is 13 to eight. Well, what's the chances? Um I've wrote down here, this is all seems a bit silly, doesn't it? Back to back <laughs> against, against the same team four days apart. Like what how, how does that happen? But anyway, I thought Leeds were good value for the point, as you say. I, I'm also, you know, without going into in much detail, because what's the point? We covered it all last week. Um I'm taking this to be a similar high scoring affair. Leeds games have gone over 2.5, six of the last eight. Man United also six of the last eight. Head to head for these teams. 16 goals in the last three games between these two teams. We've had a 2-2, a 4-2 and a 5-1. Prior to that, you had a 0-0. And then the one before that was a 6-2. So there's a history of goals in the games. Uh, And I've got exactly the same pick, over 3.5 goals, yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, like it. Another team ride. I mean, obviously, I've... You know, looking at the two and a half, it was it was just a little bit short, four to six, and I felt brave enough to to push it a little bit further and 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 go for the goals. As I say, they they both score. You know, games involving them or, or having plenty of goals, and as I say, the form line head to head, just goals galore every time. Goals galore. Okay, four thirty kickoff, eleven thirty Eastern time. Manchester City against Aston Villa. This is Sunday still. Uh, Manchester City are the one to four minus four hundred favourites. Um, draw eleven to two plus five fifty. Aston Villa are ten to one. Um, City games just as difficult to handicap as ever. Bars, where did you end up? Yeah, I don't think anybody knows what to make of City at the moment. So the three wins and three losses in the last six in all competitions. Um, and whilst the defeat against Spurs was was obviously a blow for them at the weekend, it wasn't a disaster with Arsenal also losing. So they didn't lose any ground, but it was an opportunity missed for them. They're still only five points behind Arsenal and with a massive game midweek coming up against Arsenal where they could you know, get within two points and be right back in the hunt. So you know, there's plenty of reason for City fans to be concerned at the moment with, with a lot of stuff going on in the background uh, <laughs> on top of that Spurs result. Um, but they're not out of this the title. Um they're right in it, and and I, I you know, I think they go and get a win this weekend and keep them in it. Villa had looked to be finding a bit of form, hadn't they? Hadn't haven't gone unbeaten in the four prior to the, the Leicester game. That was a, as I say, a four-two defeat to Leicester. I don't think anybody's really expecting Leicester to put four past them. Um, Villa only have two clean sheets in the last ten competitive games, um, and although both came on the road against Spurs and Southampton. We know Spurs, Southampton are rubbish and they, and they hit Spurs at the right time also. So as, as, as patchy as Man City's form is, I'm, I'm going back to what I'd said last time Spurs were at home in the league. Um, and it's that the home form continues to be solid and they do keep, still keep putting up big scores regularly. I think I said this before the Wolves game and they yeah. went beat Wolves 3-0. There's 12 times this season they've scored three or more at home. Uh, eight of those 12, they've scored four or more. And in amongst those eight, there's a few fives and even sixes in there. Um, so even the recent form at home since the World Cup, they scored three or more against Liverpool, Chelsea, Spurs, Wolves. So in recent times, there's four games there where the three or more is hitting. Um, so it's not a hugely exciting play. Um, but I don't I don't feel like City are going to 
lose this one, I feel they'll get the goals and I'll take City to score three or more at 10 to 11. Okay. Um, yeah, Man City are just unfathomable because you don't know what Guardiola's going to do. You're going to roll up with if De Bruyne and Ireland going to be on the bench or what. Um, and it does change everything. Like, um, So really, really hard. Aston Villa have settled into a pattern of inconsistency, which is not very helpful when we're trying to uh, make picks. Manchester City have only had one clean sheet in the last four. Uh, Villa have scored in their last eight in a row. I think Villa can get a goal here just because Man City are kind of all over the shop. And Villa like, have been doing all right. Now, there was a couple of ways I looked at the goal at this. Both teams to score was even money. But I can't see the way that Manchester City don't win this game either. I think you're right. Um, so both teams to score and Man City to win. That actually pushes it up to 15 to 8, um, plus 187 which is quite a nice uh, little pick. So I'm going to eschew the both teams to score even money uh, and I'll tag on to get a bit of a fancy price here. So both teams to score uh, with Manchester City winning plus 187. That is 15 to 8. Um, what was your pick, Baz? I forgot to write it down. Uh, I've took City to score three or more. Over 2.5 City Ooh. goals at 10 to 11. TD plus 2.5. Nice one. Okay, final game then um, is the Monday night game. 8pm kickoff, 3pm Eastern time. It's the Merseyside derby between Liverpool and Everton. Liverpool are the 2-1 to one on, minus 200 favourites. The draw is Burlington Bertie, 130, plus 333. And Everton are 11-2, plus 550. Um, I think you'd have to be clinically insane to put any money on Liverpool um, at minus 200. You could not with a gun to my head, maybe do that. And um, they can't defend. They can't stop the other team kicking it in the goal. They've got no intention of defending at any point. They're just not interested in it. It's not for them. Um, I would like to see Sean Deitch's Everton a couple more times, I think, before I bet them. Obviously, last week was kind of purely fueled by emotion, like great win against Everton. The old dogs of war thing was back. Um, it was a remarkable old boys network of, uh, McNeil to Tarkovsky for the goal etc um, but yeah I'd want to see Everton as it's settled down because it's very possible there still could be shite um, so I'd just like to have a little look at what's going on um, however I think both teams to score yeah it's a great play like um, because Liverpool like I say can't defend there was no way they can keep it clean it's impossible for Liverpool to keep a clean sheet so either then Everton have to win 1-0 or more um, or Liverpool get a goal Liverpool should get a goal. They should have scored last week against Wolves. They missed loads of chances. Darwin Nunes is going to score this week as well, Baz. Get that down. This is going to be... Um, it is, yeah, I've no idea what the score is going to be, yeah, frankly. Um, but I guarantee both teams are going to contribute towards it. Uh, both teams to score. It's a nice price as well. 9 to 10, Baz. Minus 111. Not bad. Um, I've wrote that down as, as a as a suggestion, but I've, uh, I've got somewhere else. I, I think... I've got Liverpool now without a win in four in the league. Uh, and their recent form since the break, seeing them concede three against Wolves, three against Brighton, three against Brentford. Uh, Wolves put two past them in the cup. Brighton knocked them out of the FA Cup, scoring another two. As you say, they just look all over the place at the moment. And I think this Derby game comes at the entirely the wrong time for the Mike. Everton will be buoyed by the winner against Everton uh, against Arsenal. Um, and as you say, a lot of that was just fueled on emotion. But But what better way to keep that emotion going than a Derby game at Anfield um, I think it's a perfect fixture 
for them to uh, at this time. Uh, and I think it's a nightmare fixture for Liverpool team when, when they're lacking confidence at the moment. The last thing they need is, is this Everton team coming at them now, sort of rejuvenated. Potentially, as I say, let's not get carried away. It's been um, one game. Um, and I haven't gone too much in Evans' form because we know it was crap. They were in terrible form. They hadn't had a win in eight before last weekend. Um, but I'm I'm back and them to still be rejuvenated on the dice, keep that fire in their bellies in a, in a big, hot atmosphere at Anfield. Um, Liverpool, really low on confidence. I think, as I say, I think it's a nightmare fixture for them, this one. Uh, I'll take Everton to cause a problem for them. And I'll be bold enough, and I'll take Everton at eleven to two. Thank you. So I've, I've gone with Everton. Um, I just, I don't know. I just think Liverpool look all over, and, and they don't look. I don't think they're playing losing by. You know, it's not like they're losing playing particularly well. Um, they haven't been unlucky in most of these defeats. They've, they've got exactly what. It's getting beat three 0 Buzz. Yeah, well, exactly. They get beat three 0 every week. The performances are, are are getting them the results they deserve. Um, so as I say, it might be a bit ambitious given one game for Everton, uh, but I just think it's a perfect fixture for Everton and a nightmare one for Liverpool. I have wrote at the bottom though. Anyone looking for something nearer to evens, I really like the both teams to score at ten to eleven as well. So co-sign yours, but uh, I'm, I'm prepared to be ambitious and take Everton to win this one. Okay, there you go. So that's the ten games dealt with. Uh, let's get on to the frou uh, frou of our peripheral bets, but. Um, I've got a Acker, I've got a goal scorer. You didn't tell us about uh, the wall of fame there, Baz. Didn't did I? I've got Nonto up on the on the wall tonight. Are you are you uh, a, are you a silent G there, Baz, for Nonto? Are you a, Nonto, you're not a Gnonto? It's not a Gnonto, no, it's Nonto for me. <laughs> yeah, I'd quite like Gnonto. No, no. Well, that's up there for you because you took leads last night for the first goal and he was Thanks, a man Baz. early on. So I thought I'd uh, a little nod to your pick from last you know, night. You know, he signed him for three and a half million quid. From yeah, I think ridiculous. somewhere in Switzerland, I think. I mean, that's a good, but yeah, he's sharp, isn't he? Um, good so yeah, old, good not, on. makes it up onto the wall this week. A little bit of a nice, a new, okay. new face for the wall. Um, so yeah, where, where we're firing off. Have you got a Paul here? Got an Acker? Yeah, what are you doing? What you got? I've got an Acker, a goal scorer, and then my underdog. Hit your Acker first, and we'll go in the My Acker will be Fulham at home, nine to ten, uh, to turn over. Are we the plane? Forest. Southampton or Bournemouth or Forest either. Fulham to be Forest. Liverpool Everton, both teams to score. And Newcastle to win on the money line, uh, which is minus 200. Comes out with plus 458. Uh, round about 92, Baz, for that little three-timer. I'm looking at a similar price, just short of 5-1 to one for mine. I've gone for a goals treble again. I've got Spurs, NUFC and Man United. So Spurs, Newcastle, Man United, all to score two or more in their games. It's just short of five to one, so a similar price to yours. Um, that's the treble. Okay. Uh, my goal scorer. Score yeah. Uh, well, it's an eggs in one basket situation, Baz. If Fulham don't win, I'm shagged. But um, this is a, a little bit of a home I play as well because I very in, enjoyed um, Alexander Mitrovic beating the Matrims last night. He come on at half time, he got involved in a goal, he then gave them a little bit. Have you seen that stupid video of uh, the Matrims from behind yeah. the goal? 
There's one of them shouting, book him (laughs) in the world. What what were they going to book him for? I don't know what they wanted to book him for. Like, you can't book him for for falling over. And then all day, I've just had book him going around in my head and making myself laugh all day. That is a very local bit of panda. If you don't come from within 12 miles of where I'm recording this, you've got no chance. So all of our American listeners, I apologise. Yeah, book him. Um, so the answer bars is Alexander Mitrovich who is uh, 130 uh, to score first 5 to 4 to score any time yeah I looked at him for an any time score he was one that crossed my mind but um, I went somewhere else and I've gone the same place as last week sticking with last week's pick of Mitoma he's scored in 5 of his last 6 games now Um, he's 11 to 4 this week bigger price obviously they're on the road Um, but 11 to 4 for a man who's banging form uh, for an anytime goal, give me Matoma again. Not afraid to go back to back. Done it with Rashford earlier in the season and hit him both times. Um, but yeah, I mean, Matoma, he's in similar form to Rashford anyway. He just seemed to, seems to pop up with one every week. So I'll go there again. Yep, right. The hot hand buzz. Um, and finding me underdog, um, I'm breaking rule number one of having a football bet, which is don't bet on the first game of the weekend uh, because it always cocks you up. Don't stick it in the agar. But it's going to be my underdog. I just think West Ham are very, very, very light against Chelsea because I've got no idea what Chelsea are going to do. Neither does Graham Potter, neither does Chelsea. Um, and West Ham are in that game at home, London Derby, in decent form, plus 230 for the Happy Hammers, Baz. Yeah, well, you're going to hate my underdog, Malcolm, because obviously I've put Everton out already as, as an underdog in me players for the games. But I've also oh, picked out, uh, who do you think? I'm having a little look around. Is it just a money line play? Yeah, it is indeed. It's going to scupper everything you've got. I've got Forest. Your forest, you forest. tit. 16 to 5. Um, That's I, I just got, I've got them down there on a little unbeaten run at the moment, unbeaten in four. Full of not scoring in the last three games, struggling for goals a little bit. And I just think there's potential. I, I said earlier, I think it'll be a, a low scoring game. Someone will nick it 1 0, and it could be Forest at 16 to 5. So I put Forest yes. up as my underdog for this week. That's right, but um, okay, well done. We did mention last Sunday that uh, obviously looking forward to your Super Bowl party um, on Sunday night. Baz is going to cook up a storm. We're going to drink loads of beer. Um, I'm going to win the beer pong tournament, regain my crown that was controversially wrestled off me last year. Um, but we've got some Super Bowl picks, Baz. So without going into much depth, did you pick us any? Uh, any Super Bowl winners for the boys and girls? No. You, you didn't. You threw this at me very late in the day. You fucking honest. said it last Sunday. You've had a week. I did, and you, you, you said no. You said there's plenty. Of Super <laughs> did Bowl. I? You said there's plenty of Super Bowl content on this network. I didn't. Yeah. Listen, now. Nah, yeah. Well, luckily, I'm going to win it. I, I, I oh, they, okay. At any prices, but I fancy the Eagles. Right. Um, for me, I, I'm a I'm a props man, on you know that. Um, yeah, I'll probably be looking at the likes of uh, AJ Brown um, yards, I, but I haven't looked at the lines yet, so I, I can't realistically throw out anything other than saying I would fancy the Eagles to win it on the money line. I think they're quite close in the betting, aren't they? See, I haven't, I haven't looked at this yet. I, I'll do yeah, it's... tomorrow night once I've got this lot out of the way. The uh, Eagles minus one point five. I, I take them yeah. on a handicap minus one and a half. Um, I think they'll get the job done. I think they've just got a really good all-round team, haven't they? I, I, I mean, to be fair, you can say the same for the, the Chiefs. I, I don't know. I, I think Eagles have got a bit of everything, haven't they? With AJ yeah. Brown and... Is it, it was the... Devonta Smith? 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got her two can run on teams all day long. Miles Sanders. Um, yeah, I just I just think they've got a the better all round team. Whereas the Chiefs rely massively on Kelchi, um, and, and and obviously Mahomes. Um, who? Uh, yeah, I think it'd be a good game. Uh, uh, so yeah, if you're pushing me for a pick, Eagles minus one and a half at ten or eleven. Thanks. That uh, that nearly got into the extent of the uh, board with Newcastle chat there in the middle there, but um, so. Yeah, I I'll pick two out. Um, I'm going for a blowout bat in either direction. So I'm the handicap, I'm going to give you uh, the Kansas City Chiefs minus 14 and a half is at uh, plus 625. I'm going to give you the Philadelphia Eagles minus 14 and a half is five to one. So some it's getting blown out one way or the other. So either team to win by over 14 and a half points, uh, five to one and six to one. Um, there was one other bet that I loved, but it's coming far too short, which is um, Chris Stapleton singing the national anthem. Oh, it's going to go over, isn't it? It's going to go miles over. Well, this is a really weird one. This is, uh, it's like pissing in the wind trying to pick this. There's often, you can often find a form guide for someone singing the national anthem. There is not a video, there's not a piece of audio in the world of Chris Stapleton having previously sung the national anthem. Now, I'm sure he sung it. He's just not sung it anywhere where anyone's recorded it. So no one knows, Baz. There's no form line. The lines... There's country and Western examples, though, isn't there, which you can compare with? There is. I had a look at that. But and I, the, I, I the... was listening to the uh, the Mothership, the, the main sports gambling podcast on their exotic props episode earlier in the week. Right. Uh, they covered this quite a bit. Um, and they said in his interviews, he's dedicating it to his mother and all that. And they're just saying how he's just going to absolutely milk it. Um, but it is quite well, but the problem is, though, the, the artists will quite often shite themselves and sort of rush through it a little bit. Like they get a bit of big stage right. The bet anyway, Baz, is the word free at the end to be long, longer than five seconds. <laughs> So, yeah, so if you, the time of the anthem, Christ. No, just the time of the words. So if you think about, it, if I sing, you count right. And the land of the free. Woo! How many was that? Oh, it was at least six. There we go. Crack it! I'll get in the queue. Easy. I mean, and that was me being pragmatic. Like I could have gone on for ages then, Baz, with that free. You've got so, shit lungs as well, so. What are you talking about? <laughs> Incredibly athletic uh, young man. Right, well done, Baz. So there you go. All the bets for the football, all the bets for the NFL. Um, everything you need to know. We'll probably be back on Monday uh, in, yeah, in a, in a fractious a midweek state. Game, midweek game of Arsenal v Man City, haven't we? And then we've got some European action. Champions uh, League, Baz. Champions League. You've got Man United Barcelona on the Thursday for the uh, Europa League as well. Some some good games to handicap so yeah should get into the business end of it now doesn't it with all the European stuff so yeah yeah it's exciting I need to go and fire up the dodgy fire stick because the World Baseball Classic rosters are being released tonight from uh, from any time now actually so we need to go and see who's playing for who in the old World Cup of Baseball starting on March the 8th uh, there's going to be a World Baseball Classic gambling podcast as well uh, hosted by me and Noah, um, so get yourself involved in that. Right, cheers, Baz. Um, it's been emotional. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Usual places, Discord channel. Get all your NFL action in in the next 24, 48 hours. Um, get your bets off all the boys. They're in They're in Arizona. They're having a whale of a time by the looks of it. Um, and they'll give you all the winners as well. So um, enjoy the Super Bowl if you're watching. Enjoy the football. Good luck with your picks. Um, and we'll see you down the road.
Cheers. Cheers.